Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unlocking Greatness podcast with Zenja Glass. I am so beyond excited uh, to talk about these two women that I've talked about in so many episodes. Remember uh, when I've spoken about um, uh, these two authors, they wrote a book called Spiritual Discovery, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. It's called Spiritual Discovery, and it's called The Seven Principles for Spiritual Growth. Remember when I've talked about several times how I went through some of the darkest moments in my life and how um, I didn't realize that in those moments, I still had the power to be able to stand. And remember when I did that podcast episode, um, I think it was titled Seek God First. And I talked about how angry I was when I was invited to this little um, Bible study type group and how the women there were trying to teach me to sit before God in silence and pray. And remember, I talked about how angry and upset I got because I thought, what is the point of that when my life is falling apart? Who has time to sit and, 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 and not take action? And, and to me, that, that wasn't taking action to, to sit and listen to the Holy Spirit when I don't even hear anything. Remember, I talked about that. So you guys get an amazing, amazing, an amazing treat today. Um, by the grace of God, um, I reached out to these two amazing women who I definitely called dear friends of mine and um, asked them to be a guest on the show. So you all are about to learn some things. And I'm telling you, this is what really pivoted and changed my life for the better. Uh, they're not paid sponsors. They're not paying me anything to be on this show. I'm not paying them anything to be on this show. Um, there's no deal in the background or anything in the making. This is purely just to help you all and to lift you up. So without further ado, I want to introduce two amazing women, uh, Virginia Leffler and Kathy uh, Hyman to the show. Hello, you guys. Can you hear me? Can hey, you see me? Good to see you. Yes, it, good to see you. It is so wonderful to have you both on the show. Kathy, pronounce your last name for me. Is it Kathy Heinen? Yes. Kathy yes. Heinen. Kathy Heinen is the name and Virginia Leffler. Also, one of the co-authors of the book is Jim Leffler, which is Virginia's husband as well. So my book is all beat up. As you guys can see, um, I've used it for so long, but I just wanted to show a picture of it. I want to open the show by welcome, welcoming you all to the show. Um, this audience is so amazing. Um, they've been through so many things, you all. And I believe the reason that God has grown this podcast to this level is because so many people are going through things and, and they need answers and they want to know how do they deal with the issues they have going on in their lives. So I'm really going to be almost like turning my show over to you all. I just want you all to share um, any points that you feel comfortable sharing from the book, anything that can help people. Um, if you all can start with giving a little bit of an introduction, um, you know, uh, about who you are. And um, I, I'm just going to give you all the floor. Um, I trust you and uh, I'm going to follow your lead. So uh, Virginia, maybe let's start with you. If you can give a little bit of an introduction. Um, my name's Virginia Leffler and I started this study, I don't know, maybe 10 years, a little over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had some things to work out still. And so this was kind of a private study and Kathy joined me in it. And it just, it really bonded our hearts as we studied this and worked through it and worked through our own personal things. And then we started teaching little classes at our, our small congregation mm -hmm. and getting different uh, friends together. And it just grew from that into this this book, I don't know that we intended to start with a book, but you know, that's Bible studies are one of those things like, it's like the one beggar showing another beggar where to get bread. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it just grew into this, the book, and then we now have an online course too. 
Absolutely amazing. Um, Kathy, can you give a little introduction? Um, my name is Kathy Heinen, and um, I kind of grew up in a mess and then um, got into a very messy marriage and had three kids. And um, we ended up separating because of a lot of reasons. And through that separation, I started seeing so much of my choices and my bad choices and why I made so many of the choices I did and coming to get to know God and becoming a Christian helped me tremendously. Mm -hmm. But really, as I, as, as Virginia and I started doing the deeper work, I realized that there were still some things that I hadn't worked out back from childhood and Mm -hmm. from young adulthood. And by sitting um, working these things out with God, it's really changed my whole life. And mm-hmm. it's been such a blessing to do groups because one of the things I realize is within a group, especially mm-hmm. a safe group where everybody says, Hey, we're not going to talk about anybody right. and it's, everything's going to stay here. Um, you hear your story and other people, yes. and you hear a different perspective and you get a lot of truths, just even being able to be in a group that's like that. So it's been really a joy and an honor to be able to be leading groups for all these years and seeing God work in such a great way. Well, you touched on a couple of things that I want to lead off with. Um, but before I go into anything, um, my audience knows I'm very honest with them about everything. So I have to laugh a little bit, Kathy. Do you remember what I first referred to you as when uh, when I was invited to the group? Do you remember? Do you remember that, Kathy? Oh, yeah. You said, what is this Barbie doll going to teach me? <laughs> yeah. When I went, you know, and see, and, and the reason why I wanted that to come up is because you all have to remember this. Um People don't have to look like us in order, in order for us to learn from them. Sometimes I think it's so easy for us to look at someone and think they have it all together. Because during that time in my life, and that was many years ago, um, everything was falling apart. Everything, my marriage, finances, the kids, the way they were acting, major health issues with one of my children. And I literally felt like I was losing my mind. Um, and I didn't even want to go to this group, but I think it was Virginia who initially invited me to it. And it's by the grace of God. At that time, we were living in the same state. And I remember when I went to one of the first sessions, um, Kathy was there and, uh, I judged her. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I just thought, okay, I'm going through so much in my life. How, how is this lady who reminds me of Barbie? How am I going to learn anything from her? And I, and I remember having that talk with Kathy. I'm just like, I just, you know, what, what possibly have you been through in life that can relate to what I'm going through and what I'm dealing with. And I'll tell you this, and Kathy can share as much as she wants as we kind of go through this uh, broadcast, but oh my goodness, when I tell you that these women have been through some things, but when I first went to uh, one of the the Bible study groups, and and I want to get into um, about why it's important to go back into childhood. um, I remember saying, I'm not coming back. You remember that Virginia? Yes. When I said I wasn't coming back to the group, because when you walk into a group and, and the way that it was set up at that time is I think you all were meeting uh, for 30 week sessions and, and then it eventually went down to 15 week sessions. And now, as you said, people can take the class online and we'll talk about that later. But I just felt like those women were not um, strong. Remember, I said that to you, Virginia, after I left, I was pretty upset when I left the first uh, meeting because I thought this is so weak to sit and I came there to talk about everything that was going wrong. 
um, and, and to talk about, you know, how I need to check this situation and what I need to do to get out of this situation. And I thought we would address all the outside issues. And, 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 and when you all started talking to me about the importance of diving back into my childhood and, and, and sitting with God, I just thought that was a complete waste of time. So when I left that meeting initially, you all, just so you know, I said to them, I'm not coming back. These women are too weak. Like this, this, this is, I'm not going to sit and be a doormat and just let life you know, take control of me. Um, this is too weak for me. So I want to pick up from that point of view, uh, Kathy, because you led into about childhood. Um, why is it so important that we even revisit our childhood at all? Like, what is the, the importance of that? Because I remember in the session, one of you, because I, I kind of switched back and forth between Kathy and Virginia's uh, sessions, just so you all know, but one of you was mentioning the importance of that. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. First of all, who has time to go back into childhood and what is that going to do? Second of all, there was too much hurt from my past. And I absolutely did not want to go back into my childhood. I thought that was a complete waste of time. So can you guys talk about that a little bit? Um, and, and I'll let you guys have the floor. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I realized is a lot of our deeply held beliefs, we actually develop in childhood something happens, we process it away where we come to believe things that are often not true at all. Um, just a quick story. When I was young, I'm um, the youngest of five. My dad left before I was born. And I have a sister who's developmentally disabled. My grandma moved in to help us out. Well, we were going on a vacation and I was so excited. And my grandma kept me in her room for a long time. When she finally let me out of the room, I ran to the front and all the bags were gone except mine. I ran outside and the vehicle was gone. I ran upstairs. Everybody was gone. I ran back into my grandma's room and I said, where'd everybody go? And she said, honey, you just stay here with me. And I went back in that living room and I, I remember that story my whole life. I remember that story. Every time that story would come up, I would think, oh, it wasn't my mom's fault. And, and, you know, my sister was, there was a lot and I would just kind of excuse it away and keep it moving. But one day I was sitting in the word abandonment and I was sitting in my room doing the ugly cry, like the box of tissue and just right? a big mess mm -hmm. because I, I knew a lot of my, my issues today are from my yesterday. And in that word abandonment that felt so real, it brought me right back to the living room. And, and I thought, wow, every time I go here, what I do is I excuse my mom away, but, or my mom's behavior, but we don't go, we don't go back so we can place blame. We go back and lean into that pain so we can take Jesus back there with us. Oh so my goodness. Standing in that living room, bringing Jesus back with me. I wasn't alone, but what I heard screaming at me was you don't matter you don't matter. And that was my, the lie. I would tell people my core lie is I don't matter, but I know it's not true because this, 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 and I would kind of manage it. But when I really went back there, with Jesus, I asked him, is it true? I don't matter. And it was a beautiful moment. I felt like he filled me with, you have always mattered to me. It was it was really beautiful. And then I was crying a grateful prayer, a prayer of warmth and comfort, and it washed it away. I've not had that be triggered in me anymore because for years, somebody would say something, I think, well, it's because I don't matter. And then I try to hustle more for worthiness. But I, I thought going back there, it washed it away. 
you know, one of the things Virginia and I do being in groups is the hardest thing we do is we ask women to lean into their pain, to sit in their pain, because there is a purpose. The purpose is, is to bring God with you, that you're not alone and that you can get to the other side of it. That's so powerful. So no, keep going. I don't want to interrupt you. That's powerful. No, it was, it was a joy to be in class with you to see it was very vulnerable and really brave of you to be willing to go back to be willing to go against everything in you that says, no, just keep it moving, keep it moving to say, wait, maybe there's something here. And to see you get that freedom and grow, it's just, it's an honor. It's an honor. And by your story, you also helped other women in the group. That's the thing about the group too. So I'm I'm so moved by that because I remember when um, you all were teaching me the importance of leaning into the pain. And I thought, but this is uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. This doesn't feel good. I need to be doing something about this. What is the purpose in leaning into the pain when I can barely breathe? And hearing you remind me just now as you're talking, say, but this time you get to take God with you. I never knew that that was a possibility of going back into that. And, 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 and uh, taking God with me to sit with him in that pain. I didn't see the value in that. Virginia, I don't know if you can speak on it a little bit, but we kind of jumped a little bit ahead of where I wanted to go because I, I didn't give them the premise of the book, which is one of the main things that you all taught me is uh, learning to go back and look for the lie and seek the truth. So I don't know, Virginia, if you or one of you all can talk about just the, the, the principles of what this is all, is all about, because some people are probably wondering, well, what do they mean about seek the truth? How do I do that? And what is that about? So can one of you talk on that a little bit? Sure. I'll be happy to share on that. The, uh, the principles are what help you uncover what it is you believe. And there's seven of them. Um, the first one is stop and consider what am I feeling? Because in our adulthood, the things that happened that created our beliefs, they impact us through our lives. I, my own one was um, I, the things I developed in my childhood, when I got married, I laid them at my husband's feet. Mm. I blamed him for things that happened in the past. So as we looked at this, we were trying to come up with the principles. And the first principle was stop and consider what am I feeling? Stop and consider. I still have, I don't want to interrupt you. I I just want to show this. I still have this. You you gave (laughs) out these little stop and consider thing and I have to keep it with me. And I'll let you explain it in a minute. And I still have all the principles that you gave me, but go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Can you explain each of the So The first one is just what am I feeling? And you, you look at, what is what Satan trying to do right now with this emotion? Recognize your spiritual battle. And um, then you tell the truth. And tell the truth means you first, so often we're like, oh, no, no, it's no big deal. I'm just, I'm just tired, or we excuse it away. Mm-hmm. And tell the truth first is to yourself. What is it I'm feeling right now? And then you tell God, Mm-hmm. And then hopefully you have a trusted friend you can tell. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, you, that's just a huge, huge step to tell the truth mm-hmm. and not what your, not what your emotion is or what you think about yourself, but tell the truth to yourself, to God and a trusted friend of, wow, I'm feeling shame right now, or I'm feeling fear, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that emotion is. Mm-hmm. And then you look for a lie. 
what is it I believe that's stirring this? What am I, you know, what is it that's underneath this? And then you ask, seek and knock. That's, that means you just go to God and say, God, is it true? It's like what Kathy was saying. Yeah. Is it true? I don't matter. Mm-hmm. And the ask and the seek and the knock is a scripture. It talks about if you will ask and seek and knock with yeah. God, you will receive, you'll find, and the door will be opened. Yes. And so, you know, that, that step is really where you can begin finding freedom. And then you, you have, we have a principle in there of forgiveness. If we, if we don't forgive, we, we just keeps us, keeps us in another kind of trap. Yeah. And forgiveness brings a great freedom. It doesn't mean we have to be their best friend, right? But it, it does let us let something go. Yeah. And we have this new freedom to go forward. And, and then the last principle is uh, tell your story, mm. you know, it, really to own your story. Yeah. But as we tell our story to other people, then it gives them an opportunity. That's another uh, principle in the Bible that we tell our story to people about our freedom that we found. Yeah. yeah. So those are the principles. And it, as we've done those, it just helps you just get out of one little trap at a time. We have, Satan has lots of different schemes. Yeah. And as you know, as Kathy and I have, have worked together, we still uncover our own little things. Sometimes mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was in the middle, I was kind of in the way at my kid's house when we were visiting and I felt like, Oh, I'm in the way I'm in the way. And it was really a kind of a painful emotion. And I thought, wait, stop. Is that true? God, I'm in the way. And what he put on my heart was I put you there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's a purpose for me being in the way. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just using those principles. Uh, yeah. You know, as we as we are triggered about things. Yeah. Something that I, might help is Kathy, if you would talk about the cycle that we go through. I was just about to say that if we can talk a little bit about the cycle, there's this cycle process you all that we go through. Um, and I didn't realize it until Virginia and Kathy talked about this in one of the classes that I was in with them. So um, if you all can talk about that, that whole cycle process, because once you realize that you're in this cycle and you realize that you can break free, I think that's chapter, uh, I don't want to give it all away here, but I think that was in chapter seven or eight uh, in, in one of the books. Um, that was really, really freeing for me to see the cycle that I'm in. So Kathy, can you talk about this cycle that we get trapped in? Yeah, absolutely. So what will happen is we're triggered by a painful emotion. And we've all heard the word triggered before, like, oh, you right. triggered me, you know, but what what a trigger is, is the emotion feels stronger than the situation warrants. Mm. And so the trigger really is that that lie that's in there has been has been tapped on. That's the trigger. So we have a trigger. We have this very strong emotion, whether it's shame or fear, anxiety, and then our emotion in our emotion, then we move towards justification. Like, oh, well, I responded this way because this happened. And if that, you know, however we justify the, um, ourselves, then we move towards, um, a behavior, like what's the outcome of this lie that I believe. And, and that's where, you know, with it's, you know, I love that. I loved all the principles. I love all the principles, you know, finding peace and forgiveness is sometimes we go back and some bad things have happened to us. Yeah. And, and there's, there are things that we need to forgive. That's just, that's a piece of 
finding the freedom. But when, but when we're so used to going into our cycle and not stopping it, because stop and consider will move us out of our cycle to say, wait a minute, I'm now identifying how I feel. If we stay in our cycle, what we do is we all try to scoot out away from pain in many different ways. We move, we move out of that pain and we justify how we move out of that pain. And sometimes we move like in my case, you know, I, I picked up everything in my first marriage. Um, he had some issues and I was always trying to solve his problems. I was always picking it up. And when we went for counseling, the counselor said to me, I want you to write down everything you did wrong in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'm going to be writing a long time. He said, all right, whatever it takes. I said, I'm going to be writing for days. It'll be a legal size paper. He Mm -hmm. says, okay. I said, it's going to be pages and pages. And he said, okay. So I got in the car and I just busted into tears. And I was like, what's going on in me? Mm -hmm. I realized through that exercise, I owned everything. Mm -hmm. I did what he wanted me to see what's mine and what's not mine. Mm -hmm. And so For me, my cycle was when I was triggered by a painful emotion, it went back to not mattering. So I got to hustle to, to make sure I now matter. So Mm -hmm. mattering is fixing your problems and getting worth from that mattering is that entangled codependent dance. But the truth is we can turn towards all kinds of things. We can turn towards, you know, drinking or drugs or pornography, but we can also turn to acceptable things like hours and hours of Netflix, eating anything we want all the time. Like there's, you know, social media for days, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, but, but what we're doing in all of that is it's a behavior to try and scoot out from underneath that pain. Wow. There's there's power in, in your willingness. And like you, your vulnerability to say, okay, I'm willing to go here with God. And I did want to mention, I love this, you know, when it hit me, God is not bound by time or space. He's outside of it. And so he's in my right now. He's in my yesterday and he's in my tomorrow. We get to bring him anywhere. He stays with us always Mm -hmm. ever present. It's, and that's where we can get again, the freedom. Yeah. So yeah, I I wanted to say too, that that's really where the power is. This discovery, we're not professional counselors, we are just, you know, trying to be faithful Christians. And so the power is in, is in the word. Come on. This is just a Bible study, but it is, it's powerful because, you know, it's from the Bible. Yes. Yes. No, that's really powerful. Kathy, you meant there's so many things I want to talk about and my mind is going in five directions. I want to talk a little bit about entanglement because some people may not know what that term means. Uh, uh, I didn't know what being in entangled relationships even meant. And then I also want to talk about the difference between loads and burdens, because when you all taught me that lesson, I think Virginia, I was at your house that day when you went through that, Mm -hmm. my mind was just blown because I did know that there was a difference between carrying someone's load or carrying someone's burden. I thought I'm supposed to fix everybody because as many of you are aware, many of my listeners are aware, especially growing up, I felt it was my responsibility to protect my family, you know, especially my mom from all of the abuse that she was going through and protect my siblings. And so I naturally carried loads and burdens. So I don't know which direction to spin this entanglement or loads and burdens, but I'm going to give you all the floor. And and I'd like for you all to talk about that a little bit. Um, Okay. Uh, With, you know, when I say entangled relationships, um, or it could be codependency, it can be a little bit of entanglement, or it can be 
full blown, I'm trying to take over somebody's life. But we get our definition from Galatians chapter six and verses two and three, where we're called to carry our own load. Mm. And a load load is similar to like a soldier's backpack. They carry their own backpack. Mm -hmm. But a burden is where all the artillery was, where it's just too heavy for one person and a couple people got to carry it. Mm. So practically, my load is my responsibility. I'm responsible for myself and my well-being, what what I eat, how I work, when I get up in the morning, all of me, all of my stuff. Mm -hmm. And a burden is if someone is ill, if if someone needs a meal or they've had a loss and you come alongside them. It's, it's a bigger thing. We are supposed to be together and help one another. But I know for me personally, because, because of what I grew up in, which is good to go back and figure it out. um, I was picking up everything. Um, My sister being developmentally disabled, I took care of everything for her. So in my mind, I thought, Oh, I'm responsible. I'm the responsible you know, so I take care of her and I take care of me. And as I grew up and I take care of you and I take care of you, <clears throat> excuse me. And honestly, I felt like I'm the superhero, da, 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 like right. here right. I am, you know, and it wasn't until I realized like my, my doing that was actually hurting people. Mm. It, it, it wasn't love. It wasn't love at all. And, you know, when I, when someone comes and I want to solve their problem, I'm not trusting that God's equipped them to solve their problem. Wow. That's deep. That That's really deep. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's really deep. When you all taught me that, because you, you all know that, you know, uh, I go around trying to fix people's problems. And at least I was at that time and, and feeling good about it, feeling almost like a superhero, but also was very tired and just wearing myself out. Um, and when I learned that, wait a minute, that's not my load to carry, you know, that doesn't mean you don't love them. Cause I used to think, well, maybe that means I don't care anymore. And I remember that, uh, one of the things that you all taught, uh, it doesn't mean that we don't love them. Um, it just means that we have to trust that God is going to work through them and allow them to mature through that. And that was just like, it just, I can't explain it, but it's like a light bulb went off inside of me. And, and, and the other thing that I just want to kind of warn my listeners on is, when you start taking those steps, you're going to have some people that's going to get upset with you. And Kathy and Virginia, I'm so happy that you all uh, taught me that it's going to be okay because for a while, they just may feel that you don't care anymore. Remember you all spoke about that. You just may, they, they may feel that you don't care because you're not jumping to the rescue every single time there's a need, you're there to fix it, to fix it, to fix it. And you've got to be able to stand your ground, love them, be there, but not fix every single thing that goes on in their lives. So I appreciate you all teaching me that that was very valuable. That was very, very valuable. Um, The other thing is, uh, I don't know if you all remember this, but we talked about um, scarcity. So in my life, many of my listeners are aware that, uh, you know, my mom was a single parent. Uh, You know, we grew up on welfare pretty much my entire life. Um, It took my mom about 10, 12 years to finish college. She became an amazing social worker, by the way. God rest her soul. But by the time my mother was finishing college, so was I. So we both were graduating right around the same time. And so we always moved around and, and, and just didn't have money and stability. And, and uh, I think I, I, I talked to you all one time about how in one year in my youth, we moved 22 times in one year. And Virginia, I think you're the one that mentioned that to me is that you said, when I went back into my childhood to revisit some of those painful moments, I thought all along that it was myself providing for my family because I've been working since a very young age to help 
you know, put food on the table to help make sure Christmas was there for my family. And when I went back and sought the truth from God, he was showing me you were just a child yourself. I was guiding and providing and taking care of you all along. But that spirit of scarcity is what traveled into my adulthood. So when I started going to your, your sessions, I don't know whether to call it a Bible group or Bible study or sessions, but whatever you want to call it. One of my main things that I was struggling with was um, finances. And it wasn't so much because we didn't have anything, even though there were times where things were extremely, extremely tight. It was all of the stress and anxiety and pressure that I felt and I, I never contributed to me not having enough growing up. And so once I was able to go back and take God with me, and I hope that you all are listening, for those who are simply listening to the podcast, once I was able to go back to those scenes and pull and take God with me and see, find the lie, find the lie, and you find the lie by seeing, does this match up with what the scriptures teach? So when I, when I got the truth out of that and realized it was God all along providing, it took such stress and pressure off of me as an adult that I don't always have to figure it out or have all the answers or have all of this money in my account to feel safe. Does that make sense? Do you all remember yeah. talking about that? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. I think, I think there's just a lot of reactions we can have to things like that. And so then we're panicking even when we're blessed. Oh my goodness. Say that again, please. <laughs> yeah, we can, we are just, we have, we have so many things in our past that, that take away our joys today. I mean, we're blessed, but we don't see it. We're worried about the past. And that's what scarcity is. It's like, do I have enough? <laughs> do I trust God? That's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Anything else that you all want to talk about from the book? I don't, I don't want to, a, a part of me just wants to keep going with this because there's so many good things in it. Um, but, but are there, are there any other sections in here that you think it'll be important for the readers or um, uh, the listeners to know? Well, there's a lot in there. There's like 15 different lessons. And so it's hard to cover it all, but it's, um, it's just a journey through your heart. That's how I like to, to describe it. We talk a lot about what your value, do you feel valued by God? Do you feel, you know, what, where's your worth? What do you put your worth in? Yeah. And uh, how do you assess whether you feel worthy or not? And, you know, part of it, you both were sharing about feeling like superheroes. You know, when we help somebody we do can feel like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm worthy today. Right. Uh, but learning to get your value from your relationship with God so mm-hmm. it's steady. It's not up and down. That's a, yeah. I think that's a big part of the book too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the pieces that impacted me the most is Kathy, you were talking about that model. Um, I wish I had a picture to put up of that model. Uh, maybe by the time this airs, we can get something up so people can see it, but that cycle that we go in, uh, from being triggered and, 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 and reacting the way we normally would react. Right. And, and, and just kind of end up in this never ending circle. Can you talk just a little bit, Kathy about, or Virginia, one of you all about how do we break free out of that model? Because the second model, if I recall correctly, it shows an arrow instead of going in this constant circle. If I remember correctly, there was an arrow that instead of going in that constant circle, there was an arrow that pointed, or we can turn to God. Right. We can break that, free out the, of that model. Can principle. you talk about that a little bit more? Yes, that's the principles um, that I shared a while ago. If you can stop and consider when you have that emotion mm-hmm. and you, you look at what, what you're tempted to do and then you tell the truth. So if you go through those, 
those uh, principles that helps you move towards God rather than doing that cycle again and again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, stop and consider is that it's got to be first because emotion, the word emotion is to move. And so our emotions do move us. And that's what really is quick to move us into our cycle. But mm-hmm. if as soon as we feel like when we, when we are triggered, if we'll stop and consider what we do is we put that pause in yes. to say, I have, diff- I have a different choice. Mm. And, and that leads us, it's kind of an automatic, <clears throat> pardon me. It's an automatic that we recognize it's a spiritual battle. Once we stop, our eyes are opened more. It's really awareness and self-awareness is so important because the more we become aware of ourselves, the more we're aware of God with us and the power of that. But, you know, here's what I always tell sisters is that we always have the victory in Jesus. Now, maybe I, maybe I didn't stop and consider and work the principles and, and get to the truth and, and find peace in that. But maybe I, I went into that cycle again and I ate a carton of ice cream. <laughs> well, you know what? I can now, I can now stop and consider what happened. What just happened there? I'm okay. I, I, I did what I didn't want to do. What I tell myself I'm not going to do. Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. I can go back and say, well, this thing happened. I felt this shame when she said that. I just yeah. wanted to. I, I moved inward. And then I said, it's okay. I'm here. I'm just going to eat this now. Oh, it's all right. I'll just do it tomorrow. Like, ah, oh, what would have happened if I moved towards God instead, if mm. I stopped right there. And often we get so many insights that way. The other thing that happens when we're able to, you know, repent, that's the word, like get a shift in your thinking and I blew it. Now I get to look at it differently is we realize that when we move, we're not usually moving alone. Sometimes we're moving alone. Sometimes I'm moving away or I'm moving inward or I move against somebody, but it's usually somebody triggered me. Yeah. And so, Mm -hmm. so I'm now like Virginia said, I love how she said, I lay it at my husband's feet. This is your fault because mm-hmm. I feel this way. But the reality is it's not his fault at all. Well, he goes, well, that's not true. And we're moving against, then we move away. Then yeah. we're both moving inward, you know, and, and that's the dance that we can get into. But now, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll say to my husband, I just got triggered. It's not you, but I need a couple minutes to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, oh, you go, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you take mm-hmm. as much time as you want, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're able to say, wow, I felt like you moved against me a little bit. There's something going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's, you know, it's Satan wants to divide us from people. He wants us to just think it's your problem or her problem, but it's certainly not mine. So I'm going to move away yeah. Yeah. when the reality is, you know, unity is so powerful. That's why I think yeah. the groups are really great too, because you're validating one another. Like I have yeah. been there. I have yeah. been there. But I find that to be, you know, that we always have the victory is yeah. just, is a God thing. It's totally. Yeah. Thing. yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I'm, 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 I'm trying my best not to go in 10 other directions because there were so many moments from um, meeting with you all that 
literally changed my entire perspective. One of the, the things is in Virginia, I think you touched on it a little bit, is about Satan's weakness. Um, in, in chapter, I, I'm just going to, it's just one little portion I want. I think it was in chapter one. One of the things that you all said, and I have it circled in my book, um, Satan has effective weapons and tactics, but he also has a weakness that you need to know about. And uh, one of the first points that um, I highlighted in this book um, uh, that you all wrote, it says, Satan cannot stand up to the truth. I'm like, my goodness. However, there's no truth in him. And you all were quoting uh, from John 8, 44. Uh, when you live by the truth, Satan loses his grip in your life. And, and for my, my podcast listeners, this, this is what this is all about. Everything that I'm speaking about and I've done is about dragging Satan into the presence of God. Remember, you all have heard me say that dragging his butt into the presence of God and seeing does this hold up in front of my father? God, I, I feel, I feel that I'm not going to have enough to provide for my family, or I feel worthless, or I feel like I can't overcome this addiction, or I feel this, or I feel that drag that lie. I, I, I literally, as though it's kicking and screaming in, into the presence of God, because that's where Satan loses his grip. And so that that's what I just loved about the spiritual discovery sessions. That's why it's so important, um, and, and I'm spending a little bit of time on this, about uh, going back into those painful moments in our childhood as we grew up, taking God with us and getting the truth, because then he, Satan loses his grip. He can't keep that hold on you any longer. Does that make sense? So I just want to thank you all. Uh, Virginia and Kathy, you all have been... <laughs> I don't know if my audience really believes me when I say, and I've told them this before, I said, literally, it was either go back to that Bible study group or end up in jail. <laughs> because in Virginia, I don't know if you remember me saying that when I came, I said, I got to come, otherwise I'm end up in jail. Because I felt so out of control in my life, because it was just so much happening. And I had no idea that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of me feeling like my world was falling apart, that I could still have that power that comes from God. For those of you who are listening to this podcast and you feel like you just can't take another day, the answer is within. Now, I'm not saying if you're in a situation where your life is threatened or you're in a situation where you need to seek safety for you and your family, my goodness, by all means, please get help, get all the professional help that you need. But I'm talking in, in many situations that power comes from within and knowing who you are in God. And so I thought, I thought that the answer was on the, the answers were on the outside. You know, if I can just get a, you know, all my bills paid and, 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 and be debt free. And, and if my marriage would just be this way, and if the kids would just act this way, and if these friends wouldn't treat me this way, then I get to be happy. Then I get to have peace. Then I get to rest. And those moments never came. It never came until I developed these principles in my life and began to apply them and realize that, oh my goodness, all this time, I thought it was external and it's internal. So anyway, I can just go on and on and on. But uh, any last things, Virginia or Kathy, you all would like to say? Uh, and then um, in closing, I absolutely want to give them to the link to your website. And I want to talk a little bit about how they're able to get their hands um, uh, on this book or uh, to be able to take the class. But any last words you all would like to say? Well, thank you so much for having us on. You, uh, you're just such a, a light to us. And uh, I think we've had a friendship for 25 years now. Long time. Long time. And uh, I just love you so much. Love um, you too. Thanks for having us on. I think the, it might be helpful to talk a little bit about the online course okay. for someone yes. who might not be able to, to um, get the book. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You and Kathy can take the floor. Uh, if one of you all can talk about how they can get the book and if one of you can discuss how to, how they can take the online course, go for it. Well, Kathy, I, you can share that, but the book is, is on the course too. It's there too. Yeah. Well, I did want to share um, real quickly, just one more thing about the, about the material mm-hmm. is now we, when we talk about, um, we go into entangled relationships, codependency, we also go into addictions and bad habits. Mm. We don't just leave it there because that's something we, that often we've kind of gotten stuck in a cycle in that, Good but point. we provide, you know, they the scriptures, they got the power. <laughs> It's Jesus. He's got the power. But but one of the lessons is overcoming with righteousness, because Mm -hmm. God promises us that there is always a way out. There's always a way out to every temptation. And so we've got to we've got to open our spiritual eyes and look, what is the way out? Yes. And and often we it could be like, I'm not I'm just not buying those things anymore. I'm not instead of like, Oh, I've been gambling. Well, I'm not even going to get a lottery ticket, like getting serious about, come on. We, I, I loved what you said when you said we got the power. I have this song. I don't know if your listeners know that song. That's like, i got the power. Yes. I, I play it for all my classes. I'm like, you know what? God has given you that power, Amen. but are you, are you taking it? Or are you saying, are you being that victim that says, Oh, I'm just helpless. That's not the empowered life that, that Jesus came to give us. Come on, Kathy. So, so when, when you look through overcoming with righteousness, we can have all these thoughts about that word righteousness. It's a weird religious word. Honestly, I looked it up in the dictionary. Um, it's just simply being in the right, being in a right relationship, be, doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And I believe deep in our souls, we have that desire to do what's right. Yeah. And God provides us the ways to be able to do that. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like the power within the group and the, you know, within the course and within the book is really the power of God because yes. you know, people come to group and I say, I'm not fixing anything. This you, you show up. If you'll show up with vulnerability, humility, honesty, you're going to grow. If you'll move towards God in your pain, you're going to overcome. Yeah. But it's, it's everybody, nobody can do the work for you. Yeah. Just like you, you, you know, that was a, that was a pivotal moment for you when you said, when you said, I'm never coming back. And then something in you said, you're going to go to jail if you don't. I know, back. girl, I was like, I'm in up in jail if I don't go back to her house. So I was like, I guess I better take my butt back to that meeting. Right. When, when you came in and said that, I'm like, Z, you said, no, I'm not kidding you. I'll be in jail. I was like, yeah. I mean, because I, I felt just that close. I was so to the edge, Kathy, you know, I, I was so at the edge, just like yeah. this is too much. Yeah, I was mad at you guys at first. I really was. <laughs> I couldn't stand you, know you for like the first two weeks because I was like, <laughs> they talking about sitting and listening to the Holy Spirit and praying and going back in childhood. I was like, they wasted my time. They need to try to help me figure out how I can make some more money and how I can do this and how I can do that. But um, yes, I was high. There's there's one other thing I wanted to remind you of Mm -hmm. was you didn't cry. Oh, that's true. And you, one of your complaints after you stayed in it a while was I am crying all the time. (laughs) This is your fault. (laughs) I am so glad you just brought that up, Virginia. That's so true. I was so hardened. And so I think in survival mode, um, I didn't have time to cry. 
And I remember you said something to me. I can't remember how you worded it, but you said something about spend time with God and, 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 and sit and cry and get it out or something you said. And I says, I don't have time to cry. I would have to schedule time to do that. Remember I said that I was like, I don't have time to cry. Like, I, I think I saw that as, well, what good is that going to do? What, what, what crying don't solve nothing. And so by the time I was done with this whole spiritual discovery session and going through these sessions, I mean, she had me crying like a baby. I would, I shouldn't say she, God, God touched me in such ways and revealed such things to me that I was crying like a baby. And I told Virginia, what have you done with me? What have you and Kathy done with me? You guys have made me mushy now. So uh, that's so true. Can you talk a little so, bit about, uh, and Virginia, I do want to get to you to talk about the classes, but I want to make sure I'm, 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 I'm clear on what I'm communicating to my listeners. Kathy, you talked about there's the book that's available. Now, there are some people out here that are listening to the podcast that are um, already Bible talk leaders or ministers or whatever. And I do know that there's a facilitator's guide as well. So if people are interested in, in leading their own little group, you know, um, isn't there a facilitator's guide? Because I've facilitated many, many, many of these groups, just so you all know to my listeners, um, where I've led 30 week sessions, I've led 15 week sessions. Now it's available online, you know, which Virginia is going to talk about. But, um, you know, uh, if you belong to a congregation or something and you want to facilitate and do your own thing with a big group. Isn't there a guide available, Kathy or Virginia? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when you when you put the links in, um, they'll be you'll be able to see the link for the facilitator guide. Okay, um, at the in the website. And what's great about it is we remind you all the time, it's not on you, you're actually just creating space and everybody is doing their own work. So even right. if you put together, if people want to do a group, they can decide um, to take turns facilitating the group. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because when and, I first led a group, I remember thinking, I don't have the answers for everybody. I can't solve everyone's problems. And you all said to me, it's not your job to do that. Just facilitate and, and lead the group. And uh, that was extremely helpful. It took a lot of pressure off of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because we're really, we want people to move towards God. We mm -hmm. want that deeper healing that comes from sitting with him. So yeah. the facilitator's guide is reminders. It's got some good stuff in there um, that'll help in facilitating the group. But very often the facilitator themselves is also um, doing the class. And so then they take a turn um, yeah. the, way that it, the way that it works when you do the book. Um, you'll read through the lesson together and there's discussion questions in, right. and then wh whoever wants to answer the discussion questions can. Um, but then at the end there's homework and the expectation is everybody comes with the, with their homework done, but they, I'm glad you mentioned done, that everybody's yeah. done their work because it's just not fair to show up to a group and, and not, and not really participate. You yeah. actually are robbing yourself of something, but yeah. Um, we have some guidelines for the group that we go over, mm -hmm. um, some important guidelines for the group. But when it comes to the homework, we have everybody answer the question mm -hmm. and the facilitator can have people raise their hand or just go around in a circle. Mm -hmm. But really, the, as, as we, you get deeper into it, more and more things will come out. The mm -hmm. temptation is to offer comfort if somebody right. is if somebody's in an emotional state. But what mm -hmm. we realize is there's, there's purpose in the pain. There's yeah. purpose in the suffering. Yes. If we'll allow that person the space that that's very powerful spot for them to be in. So some of the guidelines aren't necessarily really comfy or what we're used to, but, right. uh, but they work after I remember years, that. years of doing it. We kind of yeah. figured it out. 
I remember you all teaching me that. Um, so I do want to reiterate one point because I can hear, I can see right now some of the feedback saying, well, I don't have a group. It's just me. You don't have to have a group to do this. Uh, first of all, you don't have to do it at all because you all know I don't push anything on anyone. I love God with all my heart, mind, body, and soul. I'm not a minister. Uh, I'm not a pastor. I'm just someone who loves them and I'm doing my best to offer what's helped me to you. So you don't have to do any of this. Let's just start there. But secondly, if you do decide to do this and you don't have a group, uh, just you can do it yourself. You can, you can, what is the site that they go to um, if they want to get just the book? I, I know they can get it, you know, on pretty much any place a book is sold, but what is the site? Is it my spiritual discovery? My spiritual, my spiritual discovery.com .com. is, is the uh, online course. It's a video course of the book. It's a little bit different because of the video version of it, but okay. uh, it has the homework. You can watch the videos. Um, and there's, there's some extra videos in there to help out too. There's, okay. and if you have a group that wants to do the online course, there is a facilitator guide there for, specifically for the online course, because that's, that's going to be a little different. Okay. Um, so okay. there, and you can, there's a link there for the book also. Um, okay. But if you want to go to the book and get the facilitator guides there, it's spiritualdiscoverybook.com. Okay, that's what I was looking for. So spiritualdiscoverybook.com. You all write that down, spiritualdiscoverybook.com. Um, and that's to get the book or to get the, um, what did you say, the guide, Virginia? The facilitator's guide for the book. Okay. If you're going to do a class that way. Okay. And I'll make sure um, you all, just so you're aware, I'll, I'll make sure that this is in the show notes. I'll have um, the link to both of those sites. Um, I've done it all. I've, I've done the facilitator's guide. I've done, uh, you know, I actually have the book. As you can see, mine is completely, oh my goodness, I've used it so many times. And I actually have taken the online course and um, I even had my kids take it. And, and um, uh, my youngest son, he absolutely loved it. So uh, I just want to thank you all again. I can't see enough. Virginia, I didn't get a chance to mention the other books that you've written. Uh, Virginia's written a couple of books, uh, just so you all are aware. Do you mind giving them the titles to your other books, Virginia? Uh, the, the newest one is uh, Bible Meditation and Mindfulness. And guess what? Hang on, Virginia. I have a copy. <laughs> and, uh, you, I know it just went live and I already have it. And I'm actually going to have Virginia back on the show, um, a different episode to discuss how the heck do we sit and be still and meditate? Like who knows how to do that? Like how, how do we hear from the Holy Spirit? So I don't know if you all can see it, but uh, that's uh, what is it called? Bible meditation and mindfulness? Yes. yes. And there's a journal also. I have a, a Bible meditation and mindfulness journal. Um, so it's, it's just, it's this very simple thing. It, it gives you six, uh, six steps for meditation. And I look forward to talking with you and sharing that. Absolutely. And what are some of your other books that you've written in the past? I've written uh, gentle and quiet spirit, which That's is a good for, for um, really, a, it's about you and God also, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, pursuing purity and spiritual beauty. And Love then it. this uh, spiritual discovery book. Wow. You all are beyond amazing. Um, I'm just, I'm blown away. I, I do have to say, and, and I didn't share this with you all. I'm gonna try my best not to get emotional, but I remember when my mom passed away um, and Kathy, I can't believe you came all the way to another state to be there at the funeral. Um, and I'll just say this. I, I want to say this the right way. Uh, the funeral was in the inner city, inner neighborhood. Everybody kind of looked like me. I'll leave it like that. And then there's Kathy sitting in there. <laughs> so Kathy came all the way to another state to sit there and be there. And then what was so precious about you, Virginia, is after my mom passed, you allowed me to come to your state 
and be in your home for a few days just to piece me back together. Mm -hmm. And I just love you all so much. It's just amazing to me how, and I want to say this again to my audience, people do not have to look like you in order for you one to be friends, to learn from them. Um, I, I never would have guessed in a million years that um, these women would have such an impact on my life. And there's been many more. I'm going to have more guests on the show. I do want to make that really clear. But when I tell you um, how grateful I am, how God has worked through you all to uh, co-write uh, Spiritual Discovery uh, and how it's changed my life, um, a great part of why I'm able to do this podcast, just so you both are aware, is because of the work you allow God to do in you. There is no way, and you all know a lot that goes on in my life and things that are even going on now, and you all both know I'm still dealing with some heavy issues, right? Um, But by the grace of God, I've learned how to take God with me. I've learned how to seek his truth, and I've learned that even though life in some areas may be falling apart around me and I may have chaos and painful moments, I can still stand with that power that comes only from God and still be able to do his will and be dynamic uh, in his eyes. So I just want to thank you both for pouring out your hearts to me and and, and thousands and thousands of other people. You all, they're, they're being... Um, pretty modest in what they're sharing, but they've helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people at this point, I dare say all over the world uh, with changing their lives. And um, it's never been about money for them. This is not a money making thing for them, just so you are aware. It's never been about let me be on the you know New York Times bestseller list or this or that. It purely comes from a heart of them just wanting to help. So I pray that this episode has helped you all. Please comment um, um, uh, on what you think about the episodes. Again, I'll make sure I put the show, the links in there to um, uh, the site where you can get their books or take the course. Um, I strongly recommend you do is change my life. And uh, Virginia and Kathy, I just want to thank you both again. Um, you all are angels in my eyes. And I just want to sincerely thank you again for coming on the show. Well, Z, I just really want to thank you. And, um, you know, I've always thought that you have the most beautiful rescue story. Hmm. And it's because you're, you're walking it out with God. And, you know, you came in to class with many things going on and those things didn't change, but you changed. Oh, come on. Please say that again. (laughs) Those things didn't change, but you really did change. There was an inner peace about you. There was a stillness. You got all beautiful and mushy, my friend. (laughs) And, and because, because of it, you've connected to so many people and had such an impact. It's a beautiful rescue story. I can't wait till we're in heaven, looking back at all the lives you've touched as you've been willing to take God with you in every area of your life. So I thank you. And thank you so much for this um, time with you. Really. I love you. Love you too, Kathy. Thank you. I love you too, Z. Thank you so much. Love you. you. Love you guys very much. So you all, this wraps up the episode. Uh, Again, thank you for listening to Unlocking Greatness podcast with Zendra Glass. Feel free to call me Z. Uh, Remember my text community uh, number is now showing in the show notes as well. So feel free to text me. You can text anything. You can text the letter Z. You can text the word hi. You can text pretty much anything and you'll automatically be added to my text community. Again, remember this spiritual discovery. Uh, What is it? Seven principles for spiritual growth. Here's my book. I highly encourage you all to get a copy of it and uh, to begin to do the work um, to better your lives. I love you all. You know, I do. Bye-bye.